to Random Gaming Toolkit, Entertainment Talks podcast for video games. I'm your host, Matthew. Joining me today, my co-host is Robert. How are you today? I'm doing good. How are you doing? Not too bad. Uh, it's been a bit of a uh, tech sort of day with sorting out a couple of things, but uh, I've uh, gotten through some of those things today. So, um, cool. What have you been playing within the last week? Uh, not a whole lot. I've been trying new games. Uh both uh, Daisy and Soul Calibur Six were on a free weekend play, oh. uh, so I checked both of those out. Uh, Soul Calibur was as, as visually good as I remember it. It's just I still have a problem with um, fighting games, <laughs> spending so much time in the loading screen before uh, you can actually oh. do anything. I thought you were going to say something else about like reactions or whatever um, for like you know having to do combos and stuff like that. Now, the combos aren't really a big thing. It's just one of those things that it, you take so much time doing that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, is, it, uh, is that the one with Geralt in it? I think. Okay. I think he might be on the um, uh, cover or whatever, but if you maybe got it digitally, you might not have seen that. So I think he's in that one, because isn't that the newest one? Yeah. And I think he's one of the DLC characters. Uh, I'm guessing you haven't come across him then yet at the uh, at the moment. No? No. Okay. Nothing I remember. Uh, cool. What about the the other game you just mentioned? Uh, Daisy. Uh, it's good. I mean, I like uh, a good zombie uh, game, a good uh, you know survival game. Me too. But it's just one of those things that there's no real direction in it, so it makes it kind of tough to get into. So. Okay. Um, I heard that that game had a pretty bad uh, launch on PS4. So. Yeah, maybe that's just one to avoid for zombie games. So. Who knows? Well, I don't think te- I don't think technically it's zombies, but you know it's kind of like uh, clickers in Days Gone. I mean, they're zombies, but not really zombies. So right, right. Uh, I have been uh, playing mostly Call of Duty: Modern Warfare because I'm still continuing uh, playing that. Of course, uh, played quite a bunch of it actually. Still doing some free for all matches and doing some uh, search and destroy matches. Uh, actually, got on the mic with a couple of people on uh, search and destroy yesterday. Uh, there was this Irishman guy. Um, he's got his gamer tag as Irishman. I'm not like making fun of Irish Irish people or whatever. Why is it that whenever someone does a podcast, and this isn't just me, and they say like, "Oh, this person just pointing out this person's Irish or this person's black," and we as humans feel the immediate me immediate need to go, "Oh, I'm not making fun of that person." Um, it's, it's, it's like it's like a human reflex, isn't it? Um, that we that we all kind of do. Uh, just because you point out something specific about someone but anyway it was this, this irish guy and uh he's uh, like gamer tag is irishman and whatever and uh what was it we were playing against a couple of other people and there was this guy on the other team and it when you're playing search and destroy you can only hear the other team during like uh the, the final kill cams you can't hear what they're saying when you're during the match because they might be giving out tactics or saying i'm gonna go here and then you might know where they're going. Um, this guy who was... I, I'm not sure what accent he, he had. But he was speaking sort of English. And uh, he was just moaning at the end of each round. It was uh, it was pretty funny. So there, there's a version of players that when they moan on the microphone it's just really funny. And then there's another version obviously where players are just more sort of irritating. Uh, like there was this guy I was playing against in a free-for-all. And every time he got a kill he said uh, let's get Brexit done. Which is obviously the... British thing that we're trying to do at the moment. I've been trying to do since 2016, and uh, so I had to mute him and whatnot. So, um, but yeah, still getting some good kills, still doing some good stuff. And the gun that's in the uh, free season one update, the Ram Seven. I've used the other one, which is like the Lodger something, the the light machine gun. But the Ram Seven, which I unlocked, um, immediately the best gun in the game. It's really really steady when you shoot. It reloads really fast. You don't need that many bullets to kill people. It's just all around brilliant. So, um, and I've not felt too much need to like put to put different stock attachments on it to like steady it or whatever. Um, I've still put things on it, but not felt like the gun needs it significantly. Uh, and obviously, it's been quite a uh, popular gun with with the players at the moment. So, uh, speaking of Call of Duty uh, season one, I might as well put this in here as I'm talking about it. Um, the there is a season one refresh. I was I would say available today, but it's about available right now. Uh, which will basically give you some of the other content from Season 1, which is going to be seemingly a new version of Shipment, um, which is going to be a bit updated. I don't know how that's going to go, but uh, we shall see, of course. 
Yeah, uh, Season 1 update uh, with with Shipment is uh, available right now. You can download it now. So if you're at home listening to this or whatever, um, then go and uh, do the update while you listen to the podcast. It will get uh, two things done in one go. Um, yeah, it's basically going to give an updated version of Shipment, which seemingly is going to let people... Now, they show that in a trailer, so I don't know exactly what it, how it's going to play out. Um, let people climb on the crates in shipment i don't think that's a very good idea just because of how small that map is going to be um but we'll see i i haven't played on the new version version of the map yet so we'll see how that plays out but that's another uh classic sort of fan favorite from modern warfare uh, call of duty 4 modern warfare um so we'll see how that goes and the other one is going to be quarry which is the map that i remembered from before do you remember when i was having trouble remembering uh specifically what map that was um it, and then it sort of popped into my head it is the same map that i remember so We'll see how those go, but uh, yeah, they're still doing some free updates, and I mean, Season 1 only started about two weeks ago, so uh, they're doing frequent updates quite frequently, which is pretty good, and um, yeah, I'll, uh, because we're obviously, this is obviously the last podcast we're doing for the year, um, I'll give some thoughts on Twitter or something about how the new maps are being played, so there's that, uh, but yeah, other than that, I've been watching like the morning show on Apple, so, and so that's a TV show, so... Uh, which I've just finished yep. episode 5 of yesterday Getting really really good So I'm excited to go back And uh, watch some more of that um, But other than that I've just been catching up with Just a bunch of TV shows uh, But of course this is this is a gaming podcast So um, Yeah that's pretty much what we've been playing uh, In terms of the what, what, So what's your um, Christmas gaming plans uh, Just trying a lot of things um, I have a little bit of time off but nothing serious so it's just one of those things that i'm gonna try to find some time to to knock out some uh goals that i've been having mm-hmm. but speaking of watching are you just sitting in a chair vibrating until the witcher comes out in a couple of days mm. or do you have like a giant countdown clock in your computer screen and when it hits <laughs> zero a bunch of klaxons go off and everything mm. Uh, we have been doing a daily countdown promotion thing on twitter of course um two days to go two days uh less than yeah, less than actually 48 hours because it will be at 8 a.m. on the Friday. When, when do Netflix shows go live for the U.S.? I don't know because I'm almost always at work until like 5 in the afternoon, so it's kind of an irrelevant thing. So Okay, because usually with any Netflix releases in the U.K., whether it's a U.K. import or it's an original, it's usually there that, that on that morning. So, uh, yeah, two days to go until The Witcher. Of course, you can join me for the podcast marathon on Friday. Um and we'll see how that goes. Just get, honestly, just getting more excited the closer we get. Because from what I've seen so far, I have no reason to doubt that it will be any good. Because I haven't found any reasons. So uh, we shall see. But of course, yes, join me for that on Friday, uh, and that should be very, very interesting. Um, cool. Let's, speaking of content and whatnot, let's get into some. Oh yeah, uh, g- uh, gaming plans for Christmas. I have got uh, Luigi's Mansion Three on my list. I'm waiting to be sent a new batch of games because. Uh, oh yeah, one thing I've got to talk about. Three games that I tried, none of them clicked, so I sent them all back. Um, the Aladdin Lion King uh, port version thing played that on Switch, just didn't click for me at all. Um, I don't know, just it just didn't click for me. It's kind of as simple as that. The uh, Scratchy's Adventure thing, the um, Ice Age game, just kind of felt soulless, um, and I just couldn't get into it and thought like, okay, I. I don't have any interest in finishing this game. The other one is Medieval, the PS4 remake. I might go back to it one day, but at the moment I've just got no... There's nothing pushing me to sort of play it. Um, And it seems like one of those games similar to my problems with Spyro, maybe. With Spyro and with Medieval, I just don't have any nostalgia for those games. So I'm guessing, you know, because once you... I assume if you played those games back in the 90s, and then you go to a 2019 remade version you see all the new graphics and whatnot it's going to be I, I guess pretty cool for you to go into those old maps and old game and whatnot and see all the new stuff but i don't have any nostalgia for those two so it neither of those really click for me um but yeah, i'm waiting to be sent uh hopefully luigi's mansion 3 that's an that's the next game that i actually want to play uh, and then i've got a bunch of other games on my list so i'll see what i get sent but uh, yeah, obviously going to be playing uh, playing a bunch of Call of Duty over the uh, holiday period. Uh, of course, the season one update is out today, so I'll see what that's like. Um, and uh, yeah, go from there. So, uh, all right, that's uh, all the stuff we've been playing. Let's move into some housekeeping. Today's sponsor is Kualu. If you'd like to get started with a domain name and a website today. 
just click on the link in the show notes and that will take you over to Gualu to get started. They also have a live support chat system that you can use which is in the bottom right hand corner. So get started with a new website and domain name today with Kualu. Hey everybody, if you would like to get the ad-free versions of all of our podcasts and support entertainment talk along the way, all you need to do is head over to patreon.com forward slash entertainment talk, sign up either as a creator or as a Patreon, there's no difference there. That's just the option for either becoming a creator now or just staying as a patron for the moment. And then all you need to do is support us at the $1 level tier. That will get you access to all of the ad-free podcasts that we've done in the past. And get you access to all the ad-free podcasts in that month as well. So it's a great way to support us on Entertainment Talk and to get rid of the ads and get your ad-free podcasts. You can also become a patron at the $3 level tier. That gets you access to ad-free podcasts and allows you to redeem a review of a TV show or a film of entirely your choice. That's one per month for either a TV show or a film review, which is at the $3 level tier. As always, thank you very much for listening. Back to the show. Alright, recently on Entertainment Talk, uh, Man United have, by the way, just beaten Colchester 3-0 in one of the emptiest games I've watched the team play. Uh, The podcast isn't up yet, but it's edited and whatnot, ready to go. So uh, probably by the time you hear this, or hopefully by the time you hear this, that podcast should be out as well. So if you want my thoughts on a pretty empty football match, I mean, we're through to the semi-final of the Carabao Cup. That's pretty good. So, Uh, But yeah, that's that. I'll be back, of course, for the Watford game on Sunday to see how we play against them. Uh, Streaming services, I did another podcast on them talking about how they're kind of the future, but a pricey future, uh, possibly, depending on what you choose. Of course, there's more discussion about that on that podcast, so you can listen to that if you want to. Uh, Chat podcast, finally got around to doing that for November, uh, discussing November itself. Um, And then, of course, I'll be back in January to discuss December, because I talk about the previous month in the next month how it works uh so you can check that out if you want to uh watching the watchman is now finished or the, the podcast and the show is now finished for season one uh season one episode nine uh was the season finale so me and david covered that today uh what else have we uh, and the uh the interview from this week's geek town david let me put that on the end of the show so it's an interview with greg middleton who's one of the cinematographers for uh watchman uh, of course, if you want to listen to uh, David on geektown.co.uk and get your uh, TV and film news for the Christmas stuff, uh, to go over to geektown.co.uk and listen to Geek Town Radio on iTunes and podcast services. So look out for all that thing, all that stuff as well. Uh, by the way, you can still vote on the Geek Town Awards as well. It doesn't close until the 31st, so go and vote on your favourite shows. Only if, you, only if you're in the UK, though, you can go and vote on uh, your favourite shows, games and films, and potentially win a prize. So, uh, good luck to everyone voting on that. Uh, Classic Reviews is re- returning next week for Season 3. Uh, there's been an information podcast thing that I released today, so you can go and listen to that. But it will be the first episode will be out on Christmas Eve, which is in six days' time, so you can look for those. Uh, what else we've got? Let's Play Sundays, episode 19 for Call of Duty Modern Warfare. We've got a United cast. Man United also drew 1-1 at home to Everton. So that was interesting, to say the least. Uh, a couple of uh, Arrowverse things. Of course, uh, the mid-season finales for some of those shows. And some of the other podcasts for those. Um, so Arrow, Batwoman, Flash, and all those lot. we got those. Uh, watching The Witcher. Speaking of The Witcher, I did a podcast for the final trailer, which came out... That was last week Thursday, wasn't it? Gosh, time flies. Yeah, um, yeah so of course, I've done three podcasts so far for The Witcher. So if you're patiently waiting uh, for me to do more coverage of The Witcher, you can go and check out those three podcasts that I've done for the show so far. Uh, of course, search for The Witcher on entertainmenttalk.org and you'll be able to find those. Uh, but that Christmas review, the remake of one of the old films, um, wasn't very good, but I did a spoiler-free review for it. You can check that out if you want to. And that's what we've been doing on entertainmenttalk.org and on podcast platforms. Let's move into some news. Alright, so we should jump straight into the Xbox Series X. Uh, Robert, what are your thoughts on the name? Uh, kind of <laughs> odd. 
I mean, I, I can kind of see where they're going is they want to try to standardize uh, the naming a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But I'm not sure that the Series X is really going to go where it's where they want it to go. Yeah. I could be wrong, but I just don't know. Yeah, I, I think, uh, first of all, I think it's a bit of a mouthful. Second of all, I think putting the word Series in a console was just strange. Um... I wonder if they, because clearly they want to stick with this whole X thing, don't they? The Xbox One X, the Xbox Series X, they like to use X, obviously. I wonder if they should have just called this the Xbox X or something. Um, and, I, and I was kind of thinking during, between, obviously, because it's been, what, five days since the Game Awards, roughly? Or six days uh, since Game Awards. I was kind of thinking, okay, now that we know the name, the Xbox Series X, uh, of course, that's, I'm assuming, it's Scarlet's name, because there's the Lockhart and whatever the hell else they're, they're doing. Um... I'm, I kind of would, I think I would have just called it the Xbox 5, um, and just gone nice and simple, and some people are having conversations online about like, okay, let's say you're an older parent that doesn't know gaming so much, and you're going to buy a gaming system for your, I don't know, your, a number of different family members, or, or a friend or something, and you say you want the Xbox X or something, and there's now two different Xbox Xs, because there's the Xbox One X, the Xbox Series X, um, I, I don't I just, I don't know, it's, it, it's just awkward, as far as I can sort of see. Um, I, I guess now, now that we do know the name of it, do you have any other ideas of what you would have called it? I don't know, I mean, I mean, is that even, uh, Project, uh, Scarlet, or whatever pretty, that was, or is that? I'm sure that's Scarlet's name, yeah. Okay. Because Scarlet was supposed to, wasn't Scarlet supposed to be the main Xbox, and then Lockhart was supposed to be, like, one of the yeah. other skews of the console so um yeah what would you think you might have called it i don't know but like <laughs> i was saying i could kind of see where they were going because of, you know series x and then series x1 series x2 series x3 they can start the the more sequential uh numbering system but mm-hmm. um we'll just have to see yeah uh what do you think of the uh, design big yeah, tall. very very big. The <laughs> memes are endless. <laughs> yeah, I've seen some. I've seen this one where um, somebody's put uh, you know one of them like round glass table sort of things. Someone put one, and again this is just a Photoshop kind of thing. Put one of them on top of the Xbox One X, and then said this is its true purpose, and then had the PS Five Dev Kit on top. Mm-hmm. So, um, and yeah. I've also seen the the PS Five Dev Kit made to look like a vacuum cleaner and <laughs> i've seen the the series x made to look like spongebob squarepants mm. and uh, just all kinds of stuff yeah um so i'm guessing with them hinting at series x do you think that lockhart could be series series s because obviously they've had the xbox one s as well as like a short name for slim um i was i would guess that their other model would be the series s which uh, again that's a bit of a mouthful um Cause that that one's that's my actual guess. If when Lockhart comes out and is this other skew of the console, um, it might be called Xbox Series S. Do you think that might be the case? Possible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, because it does seem like with them using the series term, and they obviously did the S and the X, that they might use that to say, okay, this is the series, this and that, and this and that, and then once they release, probably the what Series X Pro or whatever they're gonna call it. Um. Uh, which would which would be the equivalent of the Xbox One X to the Xbox One. Uh, so like in, I don't know, four or five years, once uh, we need uh, n- n- more power- refreshed versions of those, if they might just use series as like, I, I don't know, just, just a thing that they're sort of doing. So, um, uh, interesting question that uh, Colin and Chris had on Sacred Symbols this week is where are people going to put this thing? Because, of course, it's not just, you, you know, with um, Blu-rays and consoles that we've got at the moment and with, like, Freeview boxes and Roku boxes, they're all kind of flat and you can fit them in those little TV stand kind of slots. You can't do that with this console. Um where I mean, when when you look at your kind of setup, where do you think you could put it? Oh, I have a um, an old stereo stand. Okay. That was kind of designed to hold like speakers and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And uh, my cable box fits in really nice um, in it, and for my internet. And then my one uh, S sits on top of it. I can easily just swap that out and have that giant S tower thing there. Hmm. But, you know, there's always coffee tables and end tables and corner tables and nightstands and things like that. Um, people that make, like, 
you know, gaming furniture, for lack of a better word, to where it's like, you know, stands and things like that, they'll, right. they're already starting to sketch out stuff, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, people will work it out, but uh, it's a little bit, um, you know, one of those Alexa things. It's a bit like that, but you just pull it up <laughs> kind of thing, because mm-hmm. it's shaped exactly like that. It's just a lot, lot taller. So I am quite surprised by this design. It's just, I mean, it's very untraditional, isn't it, from a normal kind of console? Because you think of, I mean, even something like the Nintendo Wii, even though it had the, its normal look was the stand, <clears throat> you, you could lay that thing down, so... Because mm-hmm. um, I can't think of too many other consoles that haven't been at least able to be put flat. So, um, I mean, the Switch is a little bit different, but you can just, I don't know. Um, I, I, I have my Switch just uh, kind of sideways next to my PS4, and it fits in quite nicely. So, um, yeah, in terms of for me where I'm going to put this thing, I don't currently have a slot that would suit that necessarily and it's not a kind of thing where you know how you can put certain speakers like maybe behind the tv slightly but sort of off to the side a bit i don't really think that's gonna i mean if you're gonna be putting a disc in this do you really want to reach behind the tv maybe to put a disc in your console i I don't know so um because that's the only other place where i can think of that something tall like that like a speaker as as you just kind of said you could maybe kind of tuck behind the tv but uh I, i don't know i'll have to i guess figure something else out so um yeah the xbox series x we finally know the name so uh, i mean ps5 we i'm guessing playstation 6 is going to be next one after that so uh and then of course in what seven years ten years we'll be guessing what the next xbox is called so there you go Uh, i I wonder what what do you think they would call because you have the xbox one then you have the xbox one x what do you think they would call an upgraded version to the xbox series x uh, hard telling. I mean, ever since the uh, um, the the original Xbox launched, they've uh, had X as part of it on some level. So you never know. Mm-hmm. Maybe like Series X one or something or two to make it sound like a sequel. I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So, but uh, yeah, we finally seen this thing. So um, that's great as well. Now all we need to see because they showed the controller as well. I didn't really pay too much attention to that, but it's probably going to be a pretty standard. Xbox One type controller, which for the most part have looked pretty much the same. Uh, obviously, apart from the Duke, looked a bit different, didn't it? Uh, mm-hmm. Very kind of chunky and whatnot. So, because to I know the 360 and the Xbox One controllers look a bit different, but they've got kind of a similar shape, uh, sort of thing. So, um, yeah. What was the other thing I was going to say? Yeah, we just got to wait and find out what the PS5 looks like, or if it does look like that dev kit. So. Uh, we shall see. Uh, speaking of the Xbox Series X, we do have a launch title. because we probably know that Halo Infinite is very, very likely a... Um, I almost said Scarlet. A Series X um, launch title. But we got revealed that Ninja Theory is working on a Hailblade 2. Uh, Robert, what do you think of getting uh, a sequel to this? That's going to be interesting. So mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, now they're owned by Microsoft. They obviously... Uh, isn't it weird how Hellblade came out as obviously this second party or maybe third party exclusive? Uh, I can't remember what the exact deal was uh, with PlayStation. And it was like, okay, there's this big PlayStation exclusive. Uh, then it goes to Xbox, then it goes to Game Pass, and then Microsoft then buys Ninja Theory so that Hellblade 2 can't be on PlayStation. And then the, cont- the tables are completely switched around. So uh, that's a pretty uh, interesting turn of events. Uh, what do you think of the trailer? It was very. Um, very uh, visceral. Mm yeah um i mean and, uh, go, go ahead. i mean it's very visceral in and of itself but it's also very very stunning at how good that game actually looks mm, yeah yeah uh did you ever get around to playing any of it or like seeing any of it like what would you know about hellblade no i never got around to playing it i i need to at some point mm-hmm. but it's just one of those things that's going to be on the back burner so yeah i think it is on game pass so for anyone who's got uh currently got the i think they are doing again the three months for a dollar or a pound uh so uh that might be a good entry point for you all plus it's on switch and ps4 and i believe it's on steam as well i'm pretty sure it is uh or on pc in some way shape or form so uh check that out if you want to but um as someone who's played the game and obviously beaten it and also reviewed it uh it's a very hellblade style trailer trailer with um you know she's pulling these faces she's they're doing this chant of sorts whatever you want to kind of call that there's lots of different things you could call that but uh we see this weird monster um and uh yeah i'm because I, I i thought in the back of my mind okay there's a possibility that they make a hellblade 2 but it wasn't something i was counting on like it wasn't something i was thinking okay they'll probably make a hellblade 2 i just thought it was a 
slight possibility, but uh, yeah, I enjoyed the first one enough to uh, be excited for a sequel. I don't know what they're going to do with the sequel, given the way the first one kind of ended, but uh, yeah, Ninja Theory have more than earned my trust, so uh, they've uh, got my trust for that. So, we shall see what they do. Um, what was the other thing I was going to say? Yeah, of course, they got that 4v1 or 4v4 game that's uh, going to be coming out, so very interesting stuff. Um Cool. So that was the the main big two things we we, we needed to get to at, at the at the top. Uh, what other thing? Uh, <coughs> excuse me. What other things do you have to talk about today? Because usually I ask you first, but I thought we needed to talk about uh, the new Xbox. So what do you want to talk about? Uh, well, first off, we got some uh, new games coming to Game Pass. Speaking of all of that, mm-hmm. uh, the four big ones that uh, Major Nelson announced uh, earlier today was the Untitled Goose Game, which we already knew because that was part of. Uh, the Game Awards, uh, Life is Strange 2, Episode 5, uh, Pillars of Eternity, which is a great uh, RPG series, and then again, then somehow Witcher 3, The Wild Hunt, is going to be part of Game Pass, hmm. which is a huge get, and that also lends a tiny amount of rumor, uh, credibility to the rumor that we talked about last week about with Cyberpunk uh, 2077 coming to Game Pass. Yeah. Um, obviously, that's still a rumor. Nothing's confirmed. But if CD Projekt Red is willing to put The Witcher 3 on Game Pass, mm-hmm. possibility. Yeah. Is that uh, the, you never know. That's the normal edition, isn't it? It just says The Witcher 3 Wild Hunt, but I don't know if that's just the main game or okay. any of like the DLC. Uh, generally, deal, it depends on the studio. Like The studios mm-hmm. that Microsoft owns, all the DLC is part of Game Pass. Um, if it's not, then it's usually not all of it. Yeah, yeah. I mean... Yeah everyone's been kind of talking about you know for maybe a year or so how much true value there is in in game pass and you add a massive game like the witcher 3 even if it's without the dlc the main game itself is still enormous uh to play um and it just yeah just adds more value to game pass and like i said with with the timing of the witcher 3 being added and of course goose game and and everything else that's already on there uh hellblade like we've discussed as well uh, and then doing, because they've been doing it fairly regularly, the whole, uh, either one month for a pound or a dollar, or three months for a pound or a dollar, um, and that's probably obviously a bit of a, bit of a Christmas thing, a bit of a Christmas kind of treat or, or whatever, um, yeah, if, if you're stuck maybe for games to play this uh, Christmas, and uh, you want to get something for almost nothing, because what is, what is a dollar, what is a pound, it's uh, almost not very much, but um, yeah, as as well as uh, The Witcher 3, you, you've got over, because they said over 100 games at some point, it might be more than that like over 200 possibly at this point, there's 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 a ton on there, so uh, Well, um, some of the games add on and then some of the games leave, so Yeah, yeah, so it might be, it, but between 100 and 200 maybe, which still, again, for, for a dollar or for a pound, uh, is very much worth the money, so yeah, this is a win for Game Pass owners in my book. Of course, as someone who's already played and beaten the game and beaten the DLC, I don't really need to do it. But uh, yeah, plus, I if I ever do fancy going back to The Witcher, I've got the complete edition on PS4, which is uh, great as well. So, yeah, there you go. Uh, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, uh, one of my favorite games, as regular listeners know, is uh, State of Decay and State of Decay 2. Mm-hmm. Uh, Undead uh, Labs, which is the developer behind the game, announced that they're opening a new store- studio. Uh, no name given to the studio yet, but they did announce that it will be located in New Orleans, Louisiana, which is kind of an odd choice because it's not really known as kind of a techie center. Mm-hmm. Um, but hey, they obviously uh, have a reason to do- open it up there. Uh, from the blog post of Undead Labs, uh, they said that game development needs a bigger base where the know-how, grit, and ideas of even more people can find their way into the public. As a small-town guy himself, Undead Labs studio head and founder Jeff Strain is dedicated to opening a new studio and partnered broad discipline games development across the Academy in New Orleans, Louisiana. With the support of Microsoft and uh, Xbox, Jeff is going to continue his role as the studio head at Undead Labs, while also building opportunities to bring people who might not otherwise consider a career in the gaming industry. And on one hand, I can get that. I mean, we always hear about game studios opening up in like California and Austin and kind of you know techie centers, but you know people can code and tech anywhere. There's no real uh, 
um, need to be located in a specific city. Mm-hmm. And New Orleans has a lot of interesting things going for it, so you never know. Mm-hmm. Yeah, in terms of um, studios and stuff like that, I've never specifically paid attention to where they are because in terms of them being in different places in America that's kind of uh, not irrelevant but it doesn't matter too much to me like I know different places of some of them but uh, you know as far as I you know uh, can tell uh, if you're developing a game in a building then that's what you're doing so um, I mean obviously places like uh, you know Santa Monica have got uh, some some studios and whatnot but um, yeah, it's uh, it's going to be interesting interesting to see what they come out with, whether this will be help with State of Decay 3, or if it will be them, do, like if Undead Labs, the normal studio, makes State of Decay 3, uh, assume, assuming that game actually happens, um, and then this new studio just works on a new IP of some sort, I don't know, but because um, uh, one of the kind of common complaints about both State of Decay games is they have been kind of glitchy and whatnot. Uh, in certain sections, um, so that, that that's kind of why I was guessing in terms of will this be a support studio or will this be um, someone that I mean maybe they'll do both. Maybe they'll hand a few staff off to do some support work and then they'll slowly work on their own IP. Um, but in terms of what I would want to see from them, I don't really know. I'd like to see just an improved version of State of Decay three. I did like State of Decay one more than two. I think uh, I think two's got some some uh problems perhaps but uh i i like them both they're both decent kind of zombie games um and we'll just have to see i mean it'll probably be a good few years before we find out what they're even working on uh depending on how much they've done so far but yeah time will tell and this will it'll obviously be uh an xbox series x uh exclusive probably so and on pc and game pass and whatnot so uh yeah what what, what would you like to see out of this new studio uh I mean, I'm I'm a huge fan of State of Decay of the whole series. So even if they just did like a State of Decay three, um, with just like you know new maps, things like that, the standard stuff that you get with the next uh, iteration of a game, I'm more than happy with that. My only real issues with the game is when they did that um, one of the DLCs is basically like a really short horde mode, and it was so grindy, and the uh, the rewards for that were so extremely hard to kind of process out and get that it's just um it just made it not worth really trying to grind that out mm-hmm. yeah i think i remember you talking about that on a uh particular episode when you were doing one of the pieces of dlc or something so yeah we'll see what they come up with uh what else do you want to talk about today uh well if you're a fan of apex legends or you used to play it a lot and you haven't gotten into it in a while here's a reason to get uh, back into it uh, Global Series has been announced for Apex Legend. It's a new esports program where players from all over the world will compete against each other for a $3 million U.S. prize pool. Registration opens up in January, and qualifiers will happen online, obviously. Uh, the Global Series will be played across the PC versions of the game. Uh, players who qualify during the online rounds will move into one of 12 live events. And eventually the top players from over 60 countries will compete in the Apex Legends uh, Global Series Majors. Uh, the first of these will see three, 100 three-person squads competing against each other. And the fourth is going to be the grand finale where just 60 players total are competing. So that's going to be uh, 20 teams total. Uh, the, winning of, the winners of the Majors will be uh, directed, dedicated by the match point system using the Apex Legends Preseason Invitational. Uh, this is, has scoring points for both kills and match placements. Uh, so you're going to have to hit a certain threshold on scoring, you know, just staying alive and then kills as well. Mm-hmm. The first online tournament will begin January 25th uh, with registration opening up earlier then. Uh, the first major will be held at the eSports Stadium in Arlington, Virginia on March 13th to 15th next year. So, have you ever gotten into the uh, Apex series? Uh, I've played some of it, you know, here and there. But in terms of online shooters, uh, obviously, Call of Duty has got its uh, hands on me, or whatever you wanna. I don't know how to phrase that, but uh, that's obviously my uh, go-to at the moment for for that. Uh, I don't see myself returning to Fortnite anytime soon, or Apex Legends, or any of the others, uh, really. Um, yeah, and like I, like I kind of said with the. Uh, season one refresh the game just keeps updating itself um even before i've kind of got 
even remotely bored of it. So yeah, Call of Duty's been my uh, go-to, and I don't really see that changing uh, anytime soon, especially considering how my nostalgia's kind of tying into the updates that they've got. So, uh, but yeah, I think Apex Legends is still a pretty good game. Um, the people that obviously are playing it, hopefully they're happy with the updates and the tournaments and whatnot. Hopefully it will go smoothly, but. Other than that, uh, I'm a Call of Duty guy right now. So, uh, how about you? What do you think of um, these uh, Apex Legends things? Well, I've never really been able to get into the uh, battle royale style of games. Mm-hmm. I played uh, um, some PUBG when it first came out because it was a really small studio, and I, I forgot always about support... PUBG to be honest. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it, it just never really ran well. Now, granted, it never really ran well on my PC. Mm. Um, just because I don't, I have an older PC, I can do some games, but not a whole lot. Um, and then and it moved to Xbox and I bought it thinking, oh, it'll run better, be play faster whatever. None of that ever happened. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just one of those things that it just, you know, kind of fell out and then Fortnite became the juggernaut that it is. And I have nothing against it. It's just, it's not really my style of game. And then when Apex came out, I tried that because it was free as well. And they did a couple things that I liked, um, but it it just never really clicked, hmm. you know? Yeah, yeah. Uh, cool. All right, what else do you want to talk about today? Uh, well, one of the big announcements that I thought was interesting is that uh, and Nintendo has announced a multiplayer pack expansion for Luigi's Mansion 3, hmm. which is planned, planned for release in two parts uh, in 2020. Uh, parts will not be sold individually and must be purchased as part of the multiplayer pack for $10. Apparently, releasing DLC in two parts is Nintendo still trying to figure out how this internet thing works. Uh, part <laughs> one, which is scheduled, part one, which is scheduled to be out on April 30th next year, includes three new mini games for the multiplayer Scream Park mode, three new outfits for Luigi with matching floor themes. And a new themed ghost in the cooperative Scarescraper mode. Users who purchase the downloadable content will also receive an in-game Polterpup light called the Flashlight Type P, which can be used during Story Mode or Scarescraper. Part 2, which is due out J- July 31st, includes three new minigames for Scream Park, three new Scarescraper outfits with matching floor theme, and a new themed ghost. Mm-hmm. Most of that makes no sense to me whatsoever because I've never played any of the Luigi's Mansions and I don't own a Switch. But the fact that it's you know one DLC but it's in two parts is kind of intriguing. But other than that, mm. I mean it's it's cool. I'm glad that they're you know supporting a game post launch, which is a relatively new thing for uh, Nintendo to do. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you're playing the game online and you're interested in these updates, then that's great for you. Uh, in terms of because obviously I mentioned for the Christmas break what i'm going to be playing and i want to play luigi's mansion 3 uh my intention is to just play the single player uh finish it and then send the game back uh and that's pretty much that i don't think because like i've literally just said my multiplayer playtime is going to be all dedicated to uh call of duty right now so i don't really see plus i'd have to get nintendo online and whatnot and i don't want to really do that again because uh, again i've just got no particular interest right now um but uh yeah that's just my intention with the game and uh like you said hopefully with the if the multiplayer stuff is a success and people are happy with it then uh, that's pretty good so uh there you go but yeah i'm looking forward to uh, luigi's ghostbuster so cuz that's pretty much what the game is it's <laughs> it's luigi being a ghostbuster so um yeah hopefully it's uh, i i've heard from reviews that the game is pretty fun and it's like this just fun little spooky Ghostbuster style horror game, so I'm looking forward to that. So, because I, I played the um, recent release of the uh, Ghostbuster one video game, which I think is pretty much a movie tie-in, and it was just very bland and boring. So, hopefully, this will bring bring something a little bit different. So, we shall see. Uh, all right, what else do you want to talk about today? Well, the last thing that I had to talk about uh, comes from the desk of what are you smoking and can I have some. Uh, the PS4 DualShock 4 controller is getting an optional upgrade. Mm. It is a giant thing that snaps on the underside of the controller. You know how with the uh, the Xbox 360 controller, how like when you wanted to attach the headset, it had like a kind of a weird thing that just snapped right into it, or the chat pad that was pretty hot for a while. Yeah, yeah, I um, it's kind of like that. Only um, it doesn't. It's not a form fit thing, so it's not like you know you you 
you click it in and it just completely takes up that empty space. Um, this more looks like it, it weirdly almost kind of looks like you're putting a diaper on the controller. I'm, I'm not even joking. It just, it fits yeah, flush yeah. on the end and then it's got a big knob underneath it. Um, so the upgrade adds left and right buttons for the underside because okay. With a center push button for the main part of it, which okay. And it's going to be a $30 uh, device um, coming out on January 23rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, according to the article I'm reading, the central button is clickable to switch between game pro- profiles, but also serves as an OLED screen to the display button assignments and the player profiles. Uh, you can watch like the announcement uh, video that they have on YouTube. It's only like 40 seconds long, so it won't take a while. Right. But it's just weird. It's just like it makes no sense in terms of it's like trying to turn trying to like make an elite series controller with like a single little attachment. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because obviously the elite controller's got all those like paddles and mm-hmm. uh, loads of buttons and whatnot. So um, uh, part of me thought like once I saw this, saw this, I thought, OK, would this be useful for call of duty for when i've got you know my thumb on the on the right stick to aim and whatnot i need to quickly reload which i'm obsessed with reloading i am one of those players that if i shoot five bullets out i'm gonna reload because i need all my bullets uh because you never know when you might need them all so um like would this be useful for that if i quickly need to press the button yeah, like, like like if i press one of the buttons at the back to reload while i'm aiming or something it might give me a slight advantage um thirty dollars i think is a little bit pricey for this it is only a small little kind of uh attachment thing um i've got the um the xbox one like headset adapter thing where you can you stick that on the bottom of the controller in the um headset slot and then you can put um earphones in there or headphones whatever you want to use like it is a headphone jack accessory accessory um and that was about 15 pounds when i got that which so this is almost double the price of that so i don't know um it, but that's the only thing i was thinking about not in terms of that okay when i play i don't know last of us i'm not gonna really think about using this but in terms of like competitive quick moving shooter games which i'm playing one right now would i would it give me a small little advantage i don't know so uh i'm playing i'm playing well at the moment but you know will it give me that slight little advantage but uh i just think in terms of maybe getting that advantage that uh, that um so that's what 24 25 pounds roughly uh about i mean exchange rates being what they are yeah yeah um i still think that's a little much for a little accessory so but then again if you've got the money for this you're happy to pay for it and it's something you think you're going to use a lot there you go yeah and if you watch the video basically what it is is you can program it to take two buttons like the the x the triangle the circle and the square two of those can be remapped to like a third trigger option Mm -hmm. and that's about it i mean really that's all that it looks like that it does now it might do more and they're just doing a bad job of marketing it but I just don't see any reason why you would need to do that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. What did you say was the release date? January? 23rd. 23rd. Okay. So we'll see what that uh, what happens with that. I wonder why they couldn't get this out for Christmas. Do they still need to manufacture stuff? Or like, is it, it had just a bit to be too a manufacturing late, delay. Yeah. Because so, it's only one week till Christmas now, isn't it? So maybe it's a little yeah. bit late anyway. So. And it, yeah, it's one of those things that would make like, a great stocking stuff. Or like, mm. if you know... Yeah. Somebody that has a PS4, but you don't really want to buy them a game because you don't know what they have and what they don't have. And you don't want to buy a controller because, let's face it, those things are kind of expensive. They are. Um, yes. But this is like a little something to throw under the tree, throw as a stocking stuff or something like that. It would have been perfect for Christmas, but I guess they can't uh, couldn't get it manufactured in time because they only announced it like two days ago. Yeah, yeah. And I honestly thought it was like a spoof. Like, you know, they were like somebody was having a laugh or it was just like a fake product. But then way too many uh, um, people that I follow on Twitter that are like games, you know, into the games industry were talking mm-hmm. about it. I was just like, this this is real. This mm-hmm. is actually happening. Yep. Uh, so you said that was last of your last of your news pieces. I think that's yep. what you said. Yeah. Uh, the Wolf Among Us 2, which has been long in development and cancelled and Telltale shut down and now they're back and all sorts of things are happening. Uh, the Wolf Among Us 2 has been re-announced by Telltale. This was, of course, announced during the Game Awards stream hosted by Jeff Keighley. Um, what do you think of the Game Awards, by the way, just in a, just overall? 
way too long. Mm. Um, and there were several times when they would cut to Jeff Keighley's face and he had this like really pissed off look on his face. Like something was happening and he just wasn't having it. Mm. Yeah. A little bit weird. I think the event was, went down. Okay. But, uh, yeah, they missed a couple of opportunities, some of which we'll talk about here in a second. Um, but yes, The Wolf Among Us 2, of course, the critically acclaimed... Uh, I mean, some some people say this is Telltale, Telltale's best game, so that's why I say critically acclaimed. Uh, it is returning for, I guess, Season 2, or a sequel, whatever you want to call it, a sequel season. Um, it's It was a thing that came out today saying this is going to be using Unreal Engine 4. Uh, and not Telltale's old engine, and that Telltale is also making a new engine, which a lot of people had complained about. Uh, did you play the first Wolf Among Us game? I played the first couple of chapters, but it just never held my interest. Okay, okay. Uh, I finished season one. I thought it. I thought it was pretty good. I had no attachment to the comic book that it's based off or anything, so no nostalgia or no sort of uh, callbacks for me. If they did do some, I'm sure they did some winks to comic readers and that sort of thing. Uh, which is what you can tend to do. Uh, but none of that kind of clicked for me because I hadn't, you know, read the books and whatnot. Uh, I still thought it was a great game. I still finished it. I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Season 2. Um, and, of course, that will be out at some point. They did put a 2020 year on it, I think. But I think at the earliest, this is Q4 2020. Um, if we're if we're lucky, I think. I think this has still got a fair bit of development to go. Uh, I don't know that. That's just my guess. But, um yeah, it's good to see, because obviously, what was it, two months ago, three months ago, we talked about how Telltale is coming back uh, under, I think, new, manage- new management. Skybound, I think. Uh, no, Telltale's coming back under new management. Oh. It, it, it was Skybound that, uh, I think you're thinking of when Skybound bought the last two episodes of Walking Dead, and they finished mm-hmm. the uh, final season for Telltale, uh, or for the video game. Um, but yeah, they're back under new management, of course, and this is their first real showing of anything so because they did say i think at the time that wolf among us 2 and um batman was going to be their focus so we shall see because uh, i think if i'm not mistaken that if there's going to be any more episodic walking dead stuff that skybound actually owns that video game ip and telltale can't do anything with that as far as i know so because uh, obviously skybound owns the walking dead comic amc owns the tv rights unfortunately uh, sometimes, um, and I think Skybound has the video game rights, so we shall see. Um, but yeah, how do you think Wolf Among Us Season 2 might go? Uh, I mean, as long as the fans are happy with it, I'm cool. Mm-hmm. It's not a game that I'm going to buy or play. Yeah. Just because, like I said, I mean, I own the the uh, the first season. I just never got around to finishing it just because it never really held me interest that long. Mm-hmm. But I know some people are like super, super stoked with it. Some people are really happy that they're getting another season, and I just it helps. I hope it lives up to what they want. Cool. Uh, one thing I wanted to talk about that wasn't at the Game Awards, well, two things actually. There was uh, no talk of Crash Bandicoot. Uh, not even Crash Team. Crash Team Racing won, I think, best racing game, didn't it? But there was no talk about uh, there because they got this Christmas Grand Prix DLC stuff, uh, and there was no uh, Batman there at the Game Awards either. Uh, I watched this YouTube video yesterday where uh, this guy who I assume covers a lot of um, Batman stuff, I just happened to find it on YouTube. I haven't seen any of these, these guys, this guy's videos before and he kind of said about like Warner Brothers uh, strange treatment of this game because a couple of months ago, maybe about a month ago, um, they released this video with all these like quarter vowel signs and all that sort of thing just hinting at something and nothing has like come out since so i think i do kind of agree their treatment of this game has been very very strange um and we shall see obviously what comes out of it but were you surprised to not see any of either of those two games at the game awards no not really i mean they had a thousand commercials during that show for other games so you know they they might have just not had something the only thing that really was confusing with the game awards in terms of announcements is that the Series X was so early in the show that kind of seemed like a show closer. Yeah. Not a knockoff uh, Fast and Furious game. That game looks bad. Yeah. That, that looks like something that came out alongside Call of Duty 4 Modern Warfare in 2007. Um, yeah. I, I don't know, because I'm not a Fast and Furious fan, like, obviously. Um, I don't know how a Fast and Furious fan could get much excitement from that game. But... 
yeah, it, it doesn't look very good. And I get it, like Vin Diesel and is it Michelle Rodriguez? I believe that's her yeah. name. Came out on stage. I'm sure, that's fun for Fast and Furious fans. They talked about, you know, there's a trailer coming out soon for Fast 9. I don't care about that because I'm not going to watch the film. Um, and yeah, I get it. Like, okay, you've got these celebrities on stage. And Vin Diesel is is a pretty big celebrity. I don't know what people how people feel about Michelle Rodriguez. She's not done too many big things obviously because with Vin, Vin Diesel always done Fast and Furious and of course Guardians of the Galaxy so uh, he's well, I, got some... I know uh, Vin, Diesel, Vin Diesel's a big gamer I know he runs mm-hmm. like a D&D session every now and then he's done some movies that were just straight up D&D based movies okay. um, Michelle Rodriguez clearly did not know what was going on and clearly he was just kind of reading words off a page mm. and that's fine you don't have to be a gamer you sure. can you know and you can be part of a game awards and not be a gamer i remember a long time ago there was some game game awards that uh, joe McHale was the mm. host of i like him and i honestly i wasn't that familiar with his work and I asked somebody that I was working with, it was like, is his being kind of a dick just a shtick that he was doing? Or is that just him in real life? Because he clearly had no idea what was going on, was clearly just, you know, waiting for that paycheck and just not being a good host. Right, right. But this was like a decade ago, so. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, we got Fast and Furious, but no Crash or Batman. And just to be clear, I'm not specifically disappointed because I'm pretty sure there's a Batman game and a Crash Bandicoot game in development. Uh, it's just um, Warner Brothers and Activision are not ready to show either of them yet. So, uh, there you go. But, uh, yeah, that's... Um, uh, of course, there was the... I thought this was weird the way it was shown, the Godfall trailer for PlayStation 5. Mm-hmm. Just the way that, okay, you get the Xbox Series X announcement with Hellblade 2 as like, okay, we got, here's, here's our new console, here's a game, you know Halo Infinite's on the way, here's a sequel to a game that was that won Games for Impact and done, did really well and everybody likes Ninja Theory, and here's our new Xbox, and this is what it looks like, and this is the name, and then you get this, okay, Godfall, everyone's like, okay, PlayStation logo, and then you just get a little PlayStation 5 thing at the end. I thought that was a weird way to to kind of show that off because that's the first correct me if I'm wrong that's the first confirmed game for PlayStation 5 because we know obviously there's going to be Spider-Man God of War Horizon uh, and whatnot but those games haven't had anything shown of them yet and this is the first one I believe that's had something shown for it yet so so, so far so yeah yeah, and, and it's not like there's not going to be games on the PS5 we're assuming oh, sure. that there's going to be like a PS5 upgrade like for Ghost of Tsushima I'm sure it'll be on PS4 and there'll be like an upgraded version for the PS5, whether or not they're mm-hmm. the same price, is going to be an interesting thing when that becomes something that we have more information on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, speaking of Ghost of, uh, is it Tsushima or Tushima? I've heard Su. I've heard both. In the T is usually silent in those in that kind of a thing. So Ghost of Tsushima. Shush- Tsushima, yeah, it, yeah it's a it, mouthful because it's T S how the word starts. Yeah, um, and, and a TS is usually the T is mostly silent. Okay. Not completely silent, like, uh, um, not that I can think of right now because my right, brain doesn't want right. to work. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's mostly silent. Okay. Um, I think this game looks amazing. Uh, oh, it looks fantastic. It's, yeah. It might be like the next PlayStation game I actually buy by that's not part of uh, PS Plus. Hmm. Yeah. Um,. Did they, they said summer 2020, didn't they? So we still don't have a, have a date. Um, yeah. But, uh, I mean, because for, for the last PS4 games, we have, um, I think it's May 29th or something for Last of Us. Mm. I know it's May. They, I remember they had to delay it like two weeks or something. Uh, we know that that's Last of Us's date. We know February 14th is Dreams. We know Ghost is now summer 2020. Um, what's the other game that's coming up for PS4? Is there one more? Because uh, th- th- those might be their three kind of big-ish games next year, and then of course they'll have whatever launches probably yeah. in November for uh, PS5. So, um, which everybody still is assuming is. Oh, obviously we know Godfall is going to be uh, one of those. Um, what did you think? We haven't really talked about. What did you think of the what was actually shown of Godfall? It looks it looks all right to me so far. I think we need to see more. But yeah, um, I'm intrigued, but yeah, I definitely want yeah. more. Yeah, I think it's just a bit early for that game. So, 
Uh, what else have we got? Uh, Sekiro wins. Uh, Sekiro Shadows Die Twice, which was a game I played maybe half of. I don't know how much percentage I played of it. Uh, one game of the year. Uh, Robert, what do you think of this year's game of the year winner? I think at it's the a actual, good choice. Yeah, at the actual game awards. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, yeah, it's a good choice. I don't think there was like, because last year it was like, okay, is it God of War or is it Red Dead 2? Pretty much for the most part. Uh, some people chose other games, but that was mostly the conversation. There wasn't a game. Uh, there wasn't a game this year that like everyone was like, "Okay, this is game of the year," um, which I think actually made for a bit more of an interesting discussion this year because there was five contenders that I think were fairly worthy. Because um, you had what Resident Evil Two, you had Smash Brothers, Sekiro. What was the other two that were in there? Uh, there was two others, of course. Um, uh, Dead, Death Stranding, and was it Gears Five? I think that was the other one. Yeah, um, and I didn't, I didn't mind uh, Death Stranding being in there, but when a game comes out that late, mm. it's hard to say game of the year. Um, plus, it's not like you know something like Sekiro, where it's like a massive technical achievement. Mm. Yeah, you know, this is the game that they've been trying to. Uh, Death Stranding is the game they've been trying to make since PT. Um, but you know, outside of what little bit of the story I've had spoiled, I really wouldn't qualify it as a game of the year. That'd be definitely a good game, but I, you know, I would put more, um, you know, having a fallen order on there as a possible game of the year than that. So there was a lot of conversation as to, okay, is fallen order going to be eligible next year or did it miss this year? Did it just, it, did it just not get nominated? It wasn't quite clear. I, I think it might have just been too late because when you think about it, Ultimate uh, Smash Brothers came out last year, but it yeah. came out late yeah. and it missed it. So it might be on next year's Game Awards. I hope so because it deserves at least to be in that discussion. I think so. Mm-hmm. But then next year you're going to have Cyberpunk, Last of Us, probably Final Fantasy VII, and there's going to be some uh, sk- stiff competition. So um, oh, absolutely. Plus, I'm guessing if the new consoles, let's say new consoles come out in November and they have launch titles, Hellblade. Halo, probably Horizon, uh, Godfall, whatever. Um, if the Game Awards are then in December, I wonder, I wonder if all those launch titles for next year are going to be eligible. Um, obviously, we'll, we don't know until next year, but I'm just guessing if they're coming out before the Game Awards, then uh, they might be eligible, but we'll have to wait and see. Um, yeah, the one thing that I'm definitely interested in with the uh, the Xbox console coming out, mm-hmm. is it actually going to be a platform update or is it just going to be a hardware update? Because they said earlier today that uh, games that come out for the Series X well or rather the console Series X all the games prior are going to be backwards compatible which we assumed yeah. because Microsoft's already proven that they could do that but then does that mean there's going to be games that come out that can only be played on Series X and they haven't really clarified that yet so well the thing is with that at some point you have to draw a line because let's say when the Series X is fully into development and they have just for a completely random example, like Halo 7 or something, um, I'm just thinking of a game that could be announced in, like, whatever, four years or something. I don't see how the Xbox One X, even even though we look at it now as a very, very fresh console, how in four or five or six years, a game that comes out in the Series X is going to be playable on uh, the Xbox One X. I don't see... I mean, eventually, I mean, maybe they, like, slowly phase it out in that sort of way. Um, mm-hmm. But eventually, you are gonna have to do that because those games just won't run on the One X. Um, yeah, I mean they so. don't make any uh, Xbox Ones anymore. Those have been sunsetted for a while, mm-hmm. and you can still kind of buy the One Ss, but I that's really more sometimes. Yeah, yeah, but they're not as plentiful. And I'm sure once the uh, Series X comes out, the One S will get sunsetted. Yeah, and then so you have the X and then the the Series X. Mm. Yeah, I wonder what those will look like next to each other on the shelf. Uh, the Xbox One X and then the Xbox Series X because you've yep. only got one word of difference so um, yeah we'll see what that's like plus one will be you know laying down and one will be standing up so yeah. uh, I wonder as well you know when you look in different shop windows I don't know quite what it's like in the US but I assume certain gaming shops have windows where they display like you know consoles phones and whatnot. how the Xbox Series X will stand up in those and they'll just make more room for them or something i don't know so well that's that's assuming that a dedicated gaming store is even going to be around next year because there's been rumors mm. i mean everybody knows i mean it's one of the like the worst kept secrets in the business that gamestop which is the u.s is uh pretty much only dedicated game store anymore 
is failing and failing bad. Yeah. There are yeah. some re- reports that I've seen saying upwards of 2,000 stores could close within the next year. Hmm. That's a lot. Which is, yeah, it's an insane number. And I've already seen some people uh, posting pictures of their local GameStop to where it you know, says closing, clearance sale, everything must go. And for the longest time, they've been really dialing back on the games, and the game spot, uh, GameStop has just been a uh, kind of a front for the old uh, Think Geek website and all the knickknacks and uh, doodads and whatever that you would buy on that site. Mm-hmm. Um, what? Where can you buy games from in the US, specifically like stores? Because I know obviously Amazon you can get games from, but... Yeah, um, what, I mean, what, most what's... of the big box retailers carry them. So like Best Buy, which is an electronics right. boutique, carries them. Uh, Walmart, which is uh, a lot of the Walmarts carry everything. I mean, you can buy milk and tires and video games. <laughs> um, yeah. Target's the same way, I... not with the tires, but Target's another one of the stores where you can buy um, pretty much everything. I'm guessing that Walmart is kind of the. I don't know if you've heard of B and Q, but that sort of sounds a mm-hmm. bit like that. Um, I mean, B and Q is a bit different, but something like a. I don't know home base, maybe like a Sainsbury's or something, because Sainsbury's you can get milk, cake, mm-hmm. or video games, like you said. So um, it might be kind of the a similar kind of equivalent. So um, yeah, so Walmart, Best Buy. What else have you got over there? Uh, Target is Target. one. Um, Target and Best Buy are kind of similar in terms of you know what they carry, but Target doesn't almost always have the automotive section mm-hmm. to it. Um, and that's really it. I mean, Best Buy still does sales, but a lot of their smaller stuff is on like so high of a markup. I haven't been there in years. Mm. Like this, I mean, it sounds bad, but the the prices on Amazon are just such a difference for like the small stuff that I can't even go out to retail stores anymore. Like yeah. if I need a ten foot HDMI cable for whatever reason, <laughs> you know, I can I can buy it on Amazon for like five bucks. Yeah. If I go to Best Buy, it's thirty. Wow! I mean, that's a significant difference. Yeah, you could buy several more of them before you go there. <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, all right, yeah. I can't remember what we were originally talking about, but uh, that's everything I've got written down. Um, that was because th- there was other trailers for other bits and pieces. There was a lot of card game trailers as well. Mm-hmm. Um, for some different things and lots of updates. A lot of to... magic. A lot yeah. of magic together and stuff. Yeah, that was uh interesting as well. So. Yeah, uh, interesting year for games. Um, of course, we've already said multiple times what our most anticipated game for next year is. Last of Us 2 and obviously Cyberpunk for Roberts. Um, yeah, any other games you're looking forward to next year? Uh, I am I definitely have a higher curiosity of uh, Ghost of Tsushima mm. um, yeah. from that last trailer. It looks like it could be really good. Yeah. But uh, that's one of those things that, you know, it's more of a game time decision, which is, I guess, I don't know if that's a popular slang in uh, the uk i don't think i've heard it much so yeah it's used in sports when a player is injured but not injured badly and they don't know whether he's gonna play the next game or not so they just call him mm. a game time decision mm-hmm. um so that's just one of those things into where i there's a better than average chance i'll play it but i won't know until like a, a week or two before the game actually launches mm-hmm. so uh yeah, you go, I'm I'm just interested to see okay what is Dreams going to be able to do uh, in terms of anticipated games. Uh, Resident Evil Three, like I've said, if it's any way near along the lines in quality of Resident Evil Two, I'm sure I'll hopefully enjoy that. Um, that, that's kind of the the Q1 stuff. Uh, I'm sure there's a bunch of games in January that I'm forgetting about, but uh, yeah. Uh, anything else for closing out the year for random gaming talk? Uh. You know, enjoy your holidays. Be yeah. safe. Don't uh, drive like a maniac. Uh, weather gets really bad in a lot of places, so mm-hmm. um, you know, slow down. You'll get there eventually. You don't have to drive ninety miles an hour in the snow. No, that's a bad idea. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Hopefully, everybody has a nice Christmas. Enjoy your gaming time. Enjoy your TV time, films, comics, whatever you're going to be consuming. Hopefully, some podcasts, mainly from us, of course. Uh, yeah, uh, enjoy your holidays. We'll be back. Um, I haven't looked at when we'll be back but some point in January in the first or second week roughly of January um, the earliest will be the 7th I think that's usually when like okay the first week has kind of gone in January but uh, we'll of course let you know when we're back because we will release a podcast um, so yeah enjoy classic reviews over the uh, 
break and another thing that I've got planned and of course Twitter on Friday please join me for that uh, the best and worst of 2019 podcast is of course going to be games in there to discuss so join us for that um, and we'll see if Man United can do anything next year uh, we might win the Carabao Cup because we're in the semi-final now but we'll see what the hell happens um, I doubt Man United will be sold because our owners are greedy <laughs> Uh, but yeah, we'll see what happens next year. Anyway, thank you all very much for listening, uh, for listening to the podcast this year. We all really appreciate it. Me, me and Robert uh, very much appreciate it. And we'll, of course, be back next year. So uh, in the meantime, you can find all that stuff on entertainmenttalk.org. And just another quick reminder, if you do want to know uh, when, if and where your favourite shows are going to be coming on the t- TV or on streaming services and whatnot, uh, David's still got you covered on geektown.co.uk. And don't forget to vote and potentially win something. Um, go to yeah, go go to the awards of Geek Town and vote for your favourite TV shows, games, and films, and uh, enjoy all that good stuff. So yeah, please do that. Uh, you can of course support the podcast, support Entertainment Talk. We're on Patreon. Please check out the one dollar and three dollar level tiers. Amazon affiliate link. If you're still buying stuff for for Christmas and whatnot, because they do do they do the uh, one day delivery, don't they, for Prime sometimes? Uh, or if you're treating yourself, or whatever the case may be, you can support us by shopping on Amazon. We'll get a small cut of what you spend, but it won't cost you extra. Of course, by using our affiliate link, iTunes feeds. Please continue to rate, review, and subscribe to those. Uh, word of mouth. Please tell your friends, family, people that you know about the website and your iTunes feeds, um, and share them on Facebook, retweet them on Twitter, and put them in different Facebook groups. And last thing, video games. Uh, Let's Play Sun- Sundays will still be going on. Um, there's a few different episodes I need to schedule and whatnot, but they're going to be pretty much continuing right through until about January at some point, so keep watching those. Uh, you can, of course, watch me and David on Twitch and Robert on Mixer, and do look out for Let's Play Sundays as well. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you in the new year. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs>